Hello everyone, welcome to this video. A very important video in terms of understanding the evolution of deception technology. What is deception technology? What is Honeypot? What is HoneyNet? What is Honey Token? What is Honeypot 2.0? What is the deception platform all about? So all these doubts and a lot more will be cleared in this uh, particular, you know, video that we are making live now. I have the industry expert, one of the, you know, major subject, subject matter experts, Akshay with me. Akshay is a founder of a company called Anzen Technologies. Akshay, over to you. Hi, love. Thanks for having me. Uh, like you said, uh, an interesting topic and uh, emerging technology in, uh, in terms of cybersecurity. Uh, is is a deception technology um, uh, here to talk a little bit about this uh, so uh, a lot of uh, confusion I mean uh, people still have uh, uh, regarding deception technology and how it works so the predecessor of uh, deception technology was uh, honeypot so uh, to discuss a little bit about honeypot so basically what honeypot is it's like a uh, it's it's a system that poses like a, a, a natural legitimate machine or system or a server and uh, it's it is deployed at, it, it used to be deployed on uh, a network to uh, lure uh, or distract an attacker so what attackers do is so first we have to understand uh, what is the attacker uh, uh, point of view or how an attacker or a hacker or a cracker is uh, uh, affects or impacts any network or organizational network. So uh, typically attackers would use techniques like sniffing, they would use techniques like uh, sorry spoofing, uh, uh, port scanning, uh, they will try to conduct uh, brute forcing attacks, they would try to uh, uh, conduct DOS or DDoS attacks against servers. So, uh, no matter how much protection you have, attackers continuously try to break in, uh, try to break uh, into uh, a system. So, this is why Honeypot came into being is so that so it's it's sitting outside, it's sitting, it's facing the internet, and uh, for anybody who's trying to. Uh, map your uh, network or trying to scan your network will an attacker will find this honeypot it will look like a legitimate system and then the attacker goes in and when he's inside the network he's accessing the resources you 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 can monitor what activities he's doing so at a very basic level this is what honeypot was and so honeypot was honeypot can be anything it can be a web server on a dmz you know network it can be anything yeah. right Yes, yes. So usually it used to be uh, web servers, but you could also make a file server out of it. That just depends on. So you're basically uh, creating a, a fake server, a fake fake service for, uh, uh, if I can say as an example. And what you're doing is you're you're luring or uh, deceiving the attacker into thinking that they're on a legitimate system. But Akshay, why would an organization do that in order to, you know, uh, you know, want the attackers to actually attack their network? Why would someone like to do that? Yeah, so it's a proactive approach, love. So what the ah. idea here is, the idea here is that uh, I understand that an attacker will keep trying to attack me. I can't stop him. I can just delay him. I can just distract him. 
while he's struggling and i can then prepare myself for something like this so it's a it's a uh, for example why would you create any kind of a trap is so that then you know okay there is a person who's actively trying to now hack my machine hack my server and then you can uh, uh, perform multiple actions against that attacker you can you can then block his ip address you can then uh, strengthen your uh, infrastructure and and so from a honeypot i'm i'm digressing so honeypot's basic uh, purpose was that now honeynet in itself is like a network of honeypots so they were very basic in their implementation and and it was a very it was a good concept uh, and uh, so uh, deception technology has evolved from that so it it goes it it's built on the platform uh, on the concept of a honeypot but it goes beyond uh, just basic honeypot characteristics or features and uh, it takes deception to another level so like so uh, it has uh, concepts of decoys or lures so what what essentially we are saying is instead of just having a server we we have in place a network based uh, file based uh, database based uh, decoys are simply files servers or uh, simple files for that matter which are present at different parts of your network at different places of uh, scattered throughout the network and they are waiting for somebody to try to access it and as soon as i access that file i edit that file i modify a file real time update comes to the information security team so this is how uh, uh, this deception technology is basically based on this uh, in 98 actually honeypot was uh, uh, used and we are sitting at 2019 we are we are talking about distributed deception technology as well wherein it's not just one endpoint it's not just one server it's is distributed across the network at several places and uh, the ultimate goal what is the goal of deception is basically to make decoy assets so when you are when you as an attack this is like like i said it's a proactive approach so in, instead of me waiting for you to attack and then taking some action against it what i am saying is i am creating some decoy assets i am creating uh, decoy files i am creating decoy servers which will look and the operating system so uh, i'll i'll go in deep uh, in this so even deception technology has uh, has two parts like you could say that there is a low interaction deception and then there is a high interaction deception so low interaction meaning uh, that uh, a basic infrastructure that you have set up uh, like like a, a basic server with with the operating system and couple of things here and there and but the uh, problem is that attackers have become smarter uh, become smarter by the day so uh, recognizing a low interaction deception is easier because in in the sense that if i know that uh, i mean you would know how a production server will look like it will have right, volumes right. of data it will have files right so and you so know if i'm able to yes yeah, yes yeah. exactly so if i'm able to differentiate if i'm able to find out that this is a decoy then i'm not going to waste my time over there so a high interaction decoy will have a uh, fake service accounts uh, fake admin privileges they will have volumes of data so it will it, it will emulate simulate a real server 
it will simulate a real so it will have real accounts as well like fake credentials uh which which gives you a sense that you've actually compromised some so and as soon as you uh, access a decoy as soon as you hit that server even even if you're trying to sniff if, uh, sorry i keep saying sniff even if you're trying to port scan if you're trying to do a port scanning uh the decoy in itself will recognize it and it will give real time updates so can i call it a decoy network then because i have heard this term decoy network a lot of times yeah decoy technology it's also called decoy technology it's called decoy network so i mean reusable terms uh, yeah. essentially deception technology is just one way of saying it right and the great utility for this uh, love is that the alerts that you get from uh, the decoys uh, or, or from your deception technology solution are actually consumed by your uh, are then forwarded to your incident response or your soc team so it serves the purpose of uh, it serves the purpose of uh, providing alerts and updates to the incident response and the soc team for for monitoring and improving their security uh, uh, operations so so th- that's a great value uh, that uh, uh, deception technology uh, provides right so first so uh, the, the idea of the, i mean what are the uh, uh, how would if you ask me uh, how would an architecture look like of a decoy technology so you so basically what you're saying is uh, you you will have a common interface a common gateway and based on the kind of activity that uh, the user is doing they would typically either give get a normal access or they would be redirected to a deceptive system so there is no reason for a normal or a legitimate user to uh, do port enumeration to try to do a, an automated scanning because uh, by law it's we are not even allowed to do port scanning on any uh, server without their permission uh, even as an individual even for even if we are doing it for educational purposes because that's considered illegal that's an that's an unlawful activity it comes under a cyber crime so so that way so in, in the way in which you are accessing a particular uh, server uh, the, the kind of activity you are doing defines whether you are going to get an access to a normal system a normal access normal resource or you are going to be redirected to a uh, a decoy or a deception technology or a deception system or a decoy system for that matter so that is important uh, then uh, like i said what is a decoy decoy is essentially a file uh, which is there which is present on on it may be uh, it may be present as a part of a network on a share on a machine it can be network based decoy it can be file based decoy and it's just there uh, and then there is a central server which is basically managing all these decoys and and through the server what you can do is you can uh, check uh, in real time you can check uh whether a decoy was actually whether somebody is actually engaged with a decoy that's the right word to use whether an attacker has actually engaged with a decoy so uh, if let's say there is a hacker actually now i am uh, you know trying to uh, portray from a hacker's uh, mind now 
I am trying to you know understand this. A hacker would easily understand this is a you know honey pot, honey net, you know things like that. So why would a hacker go into that trap initially then? Because so the, said, this, answer, this yes. is a very old you know method of uh, trapping. Honey pot, honey pots are easier to spot. Deception technology has become really smart. So the it will uh, almost look like a real. It's it's actual real operating system that is installed. real okay. real resource machinery logs events that are being generated inside that server so uh, even if you and i were to log in we would almost be convinced that this is a real server okay or this is a real real a- a- asset uh, uh, and and they are placed very uh, i mean the the, the strategically here, yes the key love here is that you may have you have if you just put it out there then somebody will be like oh no you put it behind a firewall you put it you you show that there is a protection mechanism in place right the person will have to break into that machine as well it's not going to be very easy but it it for you it has uh, the, the utility is early detection so the key concept the key takeaway here is that we talk about zero day attacks and there was a, there was always a question how do you prevent a zero day attack because a zero day attack is an attack which i don't know about absolutely so any active threat any zero day attack can then be detected early on using technologies like deception technology ah so this is a practical and, use case yes yes and in fact uh deception technologies now use ai and machine learning they have advanced to such a level that they use ai and machine learning to understand attacker behavior and give you better inputs to strengthen your network infrastructure security ah uh. so they will predict they will tell you what kind uh, what are the files that attackers are most looking for what are the trends what are the types of attacks that are happening a lot and the learnings that you get from uh, deception technology you implement it on your real infrastructure ah very true so that's that's a great thing that you know if i if i know that on my server people are trying to uh, exploit ftp a lot or people are trying to uh, brute force uh, rdp uh, then what i'll do is i'll probably strengthen my rdp i'll disable rdp at what wherever it's not required so i'll proactively i am now uh making changes and i'm i'm learning and i'm improving my security posture so, so in this is, case yes. akshay so in this case i will try to replicate the current infrastructure that i have in my production similarly to what i am trying to you know use for this deception technology right yeah yes exactly so uh, decoy networks are even there are decoy networks you will have like like uh, no, network nodes uh, uh, they they will be like a form uh, 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 a network of machines which are residing so it will or for you as an outsider it will almost look like the real thing right right but it's only the information security team that knows which ones are the uh, fakes and which ones are the real ones right so this is to say that you know uh, i am i am proactively ensuring that i when see when we are talking about uh, critical infrastructures when we are talking about people who really want to take security very seriously uh, they need to do anything and everything they can to uh, protect their uh, assets so deception technology comes in so this is also one of the technologies that is implemented by mature organizations because 
uh, if you're struggling with your basic in from uh, infosec posture then deception technology might not be and if you and also uh, uh, for organizations that face hacks a lot they ah. their, their, team, their team struggle uh, a lot in trying to prevent attackers so uh, i mean there is no way i mean if, if uh, there is no way of knowing what might interest an attacker right so so you if you know that you already in your firewall logs or in your sim you are noticing or you are noting that a lot of attacks are in progress although you may be stopping them deception technology might be a good uh, addition to your existing information technology information security stack yeah yes so uh, th- that's the whole idea i mean it's also uh, like uh, one of the advantages is like i said the advantage being that there is an early uh, detection so early on you are able to detect if any kind of uh, a hack or an attack is in progress so from the deception itself so you can't monitor each and every server i mean you obviously have sim in place you have all t- technologies and solutions but if you put your decoy in front then early on at a beginning level itself you will be able to detect uh, if somebody is uh, is trying to if there is a breach in progress uh, if you may then you could re- it reduces your false positives it it uh, helps you uh, fine tune your information security program or strengthen your uh, identify your key weaknesses or trends of attacks that are happening so so you can do better prediction then uh, these it empowers your blue team it empowers your blue team because the alerts that you get from decoys uh, i mean as incident responders when we when we do consulting for our clients uh, the alerts that come in are not just from an sim solution the alerts that come in are also from dlp solutions the alerts that come in are also from decoy decoy uh, technology so and you'll be surprised love a huge amount of data is gets captured by decoys so yes yes uh, uh, i mean even a script kiddy having nmap at hand will just start an ip address and start running an nmap right uh, so it's 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 that simple and and hacks and attacks have uh, become stronger and uh, uh, hackers and attackers have become smarter more knowledgeable so we need to proactively uh, protect our organization from these threats so deception technology falls in that place so akshay why would uh, let's say you were you were mentioning something about this a company or an organization who is already struggling with their security posture or have not even implemented isms and basic security prevention things and safeguards and controls they wouldn't do this right they sh- they should first start from the basics is what i would say because yeah. uh, to to a lot of people this is more like uh, a good to have something to show off in conferences but uh, like i mean so just to mention that you know my organization has, is using deception technology but what i would say is the whole point of you mentioning to somebody that you are using deception technology is that you are revealing that you are using <laughs> that you are trying to yeah so i mean that that's like a uh, that's the thing uh, but yes i would suggest to any organization so basically first make sure your basic checks because most of the hacks and attacks happen love because of insecure configurations 
like unused unused accounts unused services insecure passwords so first implement or ensure that your your basic information security management program is robust that you have firewalls in place that you've done segmentation that you've uh, uh, that you've secured all all the websites uh, your basic hygiene is there and uh, uh, because even deception technology requires a, a thought process you have to think you have to sit you can't just buy a solution and start working on it you have to make a strategy where where which is the right place which are the assets you want to uh, protect most uh, uh, and and where are you strategically placing your uh, decoys and lures so uh, yeah so uh, That's so now it. now coming to a company who actually wants to implement this uh, deception technology what are the key things initially that they have to do just to architect just to design the initial blueprint what would be the steps that they have to think about do they have to uh, be in touch with a consultant like you or how how does they have to initially begin yeah yeah no so basically uh, yes you need an expert advice always helps i mean uh, as consultants we help our help organizations in uh, first understanding your need of any pot uh, sorry uh, deception technology why would you need it i mean are you, is it is it uh, because you are facing a lot of uh, i mean what is the story behind this so first understand that then uh, uh, we have we sit with them we try and understand the kinds of hacks and attacks that they are facing the most because that is crucial now uh, some organization might continuously be facing ddos attacks i mean it it happens i mean we have done consulting for so many clients and ciso's uh, tell me akshay almost every day somebody is trying to code scan my servers almost every day somebody is doing it some or the other guy is trying to create either do dos or try to try doing a port scan on my servers and they log it so so the the whole idea behind it should be analyzed uh then you need to uh, make a strategy on whether you are going uh, going for network based decoys file based decoys or you are going uh, are you centrally um, uh, making like a deception uh, at at a central place or you are having a distributed uh, deception what is your need because what is your budget what is your need how much uh, uh, and uh, how would the alerts look like how who will consume the alerts see what will you do if you, if you just put a deception technology in place and then you are not making any sense or many making any uh, use out of that if you are not consuming the alerts that it is raising then it's not serving its purpose so even your blue team or your security operations team should should be able to understand an alert and then act upon it so it's not just a purchase of a solution it's also right what i have to what was my thought process what am i going to do with it and what happens after an alert what what happens after i get an alert so those are the key things also one thing which is struck in my mind now let's say i have created a deceptive network let's say i have created a decoy network let's say i have created a honey pot honey net but somehow the the provisioning is such that my own network is not properly protected and isolated between the you know <laughs> deceptive as well as the production one then i will create more chaos exactly right? and and managing and managing a deception uh, technology is also not very simple yeah i, mean, it, I was about it, to say that yeah yes it's it's not so that's why i said that you need to have a little bit of maturity in terms of information security because it should not become a white elephant for you 
it should not yeah. be like you're stuck with that solution and now you've already put in the commercials and then you're stuck with it and you're not utilizing it so you have to be prepared for something like that and and it's another form of management then more alerts coming in so you need you need yeah. you need more uh, uh, i mean uh, incident responders because these are the people who act on these alerts so you need a good incident response um, uh, incident management and incident response team and strategy as well so once once your incident response strategy is okay because it should not happen that your guy is buried under the alerts and and you're getting because initially you will get a lot of alerts i mean you have to fine tune and churn through all the alerts and things that you get uh, and that's how it's supposed to be so you need to maybe have more people in the team uh, you need trainings for the people in deception technology uh, whichever platform you're going for uh, things like that okay okay so i think one thing which is coming to my mind after you know listening to this uh, deception technology even i wasn't you know completely sure about this before we we sat down half an hour before so uh, one thing is absolutely as you mentioned this is something that any company can boast about this is something that they can you know show their clients that they are so much concerned about their data that they have created a separate uh, network altogether just to make sure that their own network gets the uh, you know privilege over the you know uh, decepted one so yeah that is one clear thing i can understand from a strategic point of view and of course i think big financial institutions big banks would have this kind of things in place because uh, these are the main targeted audience i would say uh you know who would be getting such kind of attacks on a day to day basis especially online thefts and things like that so yeah, yeah yes in- you're right right so a lot of questions now a lot of appreciations i'll start with the appreciations first because i think that's the first thing here amir kazim has mentioned akshay you are sharing and uh, you know you're sharing scenarios and your experience which cannot be learned from any book so he's saying thank you so much akshay so really thanks yeah yeah thank you amit Th- thank you for the comment after that uh, we have our own brother our own you know uh, you know cheerleader i would say shivkant is there so shivkant is you know a huge shout out to shivkant thank you shivkant for being there so he is asking now uh, firewall also blocks the web content and ips also blocks the web content so what is the main core difference between a firewall and ips uh so ips is more towards uh, uh and is more uh, so firewall would typically only be rule based so firewall is just taking an action of deny or allow prevention uh, ips actually goes ahead and uh, could detect uh, complicated attacks as well so firewall is just a rule based uh, you could say filter which is just saying that you know uh this tra- allow this traffic disallow this traffic and an intrusion prevention system uh, or ids ips actually both capabilities is like detection and prevention of a complicated attack that that could be a pass pass the hash that could be elevation privilege escalation attack that could be any exploitation that is happening so those types of attacks based on patterns or anomalies uh, ids and ips work and and prevent okay okay 
I have a lot of people who are there on the live stream. Anyone else would like to ask any more questions? Uh, because I think uh, I am running out of questions now. So uh, actually, by the time they ask any more questions, anything you would like to add? Uh, you know, before concluding the video. Ah. Uh... so uh, if you want to know more learn more there are open source uh, 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 tools for for deception technology that are out there so uh, uh, there are still honey pots and honey nets are available open source uh, snare tanner being one of them uh, dione being one of them so go ahead google it and uh, you can install it you can create labs you can create uh, uh test it out see it in live action uh, maybe you want to pitch this in your company this idea maybe you want to get this implemented if you feel this is right for you make a lab setup make a use case out of it showcase it to your seniors and you know uh, who knows i mean you might become the next security champion in your company yeah and anyone who wants to have a professional engagement in in terms of you know actually implementing the deception technology the description has the link of akshay's company so you can actually get in touch with the, the contact details and the email addresses which are mentioned there in the description of this video and uh, thank you so much for all the people who have tuned in and you know you have uh, you know been there in the complete live stream uh however it was a small stream today but the kind of value that we are trying to give out is huge because some people have a lot of confusion around these terms most of the people don't even know what is honey pot what, what is honey net what is deception technology so things like that will come more clear if you watch this video a couple of times don't think that even watching a video single time will help some people think that i have watched this video once it should be you know clear in my mind no so you cannot build a muscle just by doing a single push up just think like that you have to do a lot of push ups in order to build this muscle okay so it takes a lot of time and effort you have to rewatch these videos you have to you know understand what we are trying to say here akshay is a subject matter expert he knows what he is saying so the words that he is using the kind of analogies he is giving out just try to understand them watching this video for once will not help i am again repeating that you have to watch them multiple times and try to understand what is being said what is being delivered out here okay and also at the same time if you have any questions feel free to mention in the comment section we will try to cover up in the next uh, you know follow up session wherever we have whatever we have so lalit shekhawat is there by the time we were speaking he is asking can we check soa document before moving to before moving to cloud can we check soa statement of applicability document before moving to cloud i'm not sure i totally understand i'm also not sure about this question how he is trying to lalit could you please provide some more details so that we can you know try to understand what you are trying to say here what is the thing you are trying to do man uh, what is it that you want to accomplish akshay i was thinking by the time akshay, you know lalit is responding we should have a hotline number right where people can actually call us both and actually it should ring and you know uh it should actually like like the one uh, they used to show in superhero uh, cartoons yeah like yeah. like a like an emergency dial line yeah like there should be a hotline number you know uh, where people can actually call and ask us questions so mubashir we are here if you want to ask any questions you can shoot man we are here mubashir hasan is asking uh, you know he wants to know something so go for it we are here don't worry 
so yeah if we will have a hotline number or you know uh, just a dedicated number which can, which we can open for just uh, when we are doing this live stream and despite of mentioning our names if we put that hotline number down the line people can actually call us and you know we will bridge that number between us we'll actually put it on speaker phone so that we both can know what people are asking That's actually, actually really good idea. That's actually. I really was the same thing today while I was, you know, moving uh, on the on the surface above me. You know that, so you know, I was. Yeah, we will we'll, we'll have. Yeah, we'll just have to check the feasibility of it. So maybe we can do it yeah. like a couple of times and see how it goes. Uh, I'm not sure how comfortable we would be and how comfortable even the people are going to be. People would be happy. Yeah, it's something we can test. Yeah. Yeah, people would be happy because I think they are they are more you know. Uh, in a discussive format in a discussion format people will actually try to be more you know one on one interaction will be there so they they will like that thing yeah just something i was thinking about huh? uh so lalit shekawat has turned back he is now asking which document should we check before moving to specific cloud service provider from a security standpoint which document should you check uh before moving to a cloud service provider there is no document man i mean uh, maybe you can ask them for for a security certificate uh, i think okay uh, we yeah. we did cover this in uh, you know the soc video right i think soc 1 soc 2 these kind of certifications somebody you should yeah check, right? that's what i was saying so you could you could uh, i mean you could look at their soc 3 report probably yeah and i check uh, and and all of them have uh, specific dedicated uh, pages on their websites about security as well so uh, what you what you could do is uh, so first you need to uh, from a just a security perspective you first need to uh, make sure uh, of what security offerings i mean what how are they implementing security are they implementing multi factor authentication are they uh, are they segregating one instance from the other uh, how is the uh, how are they implementing the uh, brokerage mechanism so all of all of these things have to be factored in but a document specifically i could say maybe the soc 3 report could be a, a, a good reference document again i would like to add couple of more things here it again depends upon lalit's uh, your uh, you know organization's goal and the service that you are trying to launch on the cloud for example if you are a healthcare organization you would you would need to have a hipaa compliance the cloud provider has to have hipaa certified you know compliance otherwise otherwise it will be of no use to you to go to that service provider because all your data will be stored there right so think about that also similarly if you are investment bank they should have pci dss compliance okay so these are the things you should look out look out for the things that i personally look out for are ISO 27001 certification <laughs> absolutely because i am fond of that so I, this is the first certificate that i ask them and secondly as akshay rightly mentioned soc reports are something that you should go for you should check them thoroughly you should check their assessment reports also you know the last audit reports and things like that you have the right to ask them they will produce those reports to you you should ask what were the you know non conformities and things like that you can discuss with them they will be open enough they will show you okay yeah at an organizational level uh, it, it becomes it's a stronger pull so if they are trying to get your business they will definitely show you but uh, yeah at at a consumer level we usually no, no. Uh, they yeah. they might not furnish all reports to us but yes because you know, that's a big engagement at a, at an organizational level the cloud deployments happen at a very uh, uh, that's a big engagement so everybody is trying to get your business 
and for that they will share any information as much yes, information they as do. possible they do and and if somebody is so unwilling to share that information with you that should say something about them yeah so, i was about to say that if somebody yeah. is hiding their reports they are hiding their policies they are hiding their that, you know, that means yeah that yeah. means they are wary of something so uh, i mean yeah. you will all you will already get your answer who not to go for also there are tier 3 and tier 4 types of data centers which will give you a lot of uh, you know cost here and there for example tier 3 will cost you less tier 4 will cost you more but just try to be cautious about what is being offered in reality what are the slas they are offering what are the terms and conditions they are offering what are the support environments do they have are they giving you 24/7 support are they give, 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 given you giving you some other types of support so you have to look into all these nitty gritties lalit so uh, these are all the things so lalit is happy now he is giving a smiley face he is saying thanks so yes these are the third party attestations you know before actually taking a service from a cloud service provider you are right there lalit uh still i can see a lot of people on the stream any other questions feel free to shoot till the time i am just you know uh, saying saying something or the other <laughs> akshay so uh, thank you so much for you know this okay sachin vital is there so sachin vital is asking just to add here you can also ask policies from the cloud service providers yes if that's what we mentioned you know sachin you can ask security policies from them you can actually ask whatever you want to know from them and they should produce the, those documents right very well said that thank you so this is all i think a great session we were not thinking it to go beyond this but yeah since a lot of questions were there so huge engagement uh, it's good yes and and any doubt anything specific if you want to know more about deception technology just put it in the comments i mean it goes beyond i mean there are a lot of other definite i try to keep it simple uh, there are there's a static deception there's dynamic deception so a lot of uh, 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 something to read something to know more about uh, but yes uh, this was kind of an intro to deception technology for everybody who uh, didn't know about it Akshay, since we have the people here, I just wanted to discuss one thing with you. Uh, like, for example, the, a lot of you know layoffs are happening these days. You know, like tourism industry losing jobs, a lot of aviation industries losing losing jobs, a lot of people are you know there's a lot of layoff which is happening. So when when people actually you know they lose their jobs, you know, what is the thing that they should look for? so this is something that i was curious about because uh, since i am kind of uh, you know very common between people so i get a lot of calls and people ask me what is the first thing they should do all the people who are losing their jobs so i am sorry that i am putting this question here in this video but i think this is a need of the art so i think we should throw some light on this uh well one thing uh, love is that it's it's i mean it's happenings uh, do occur and and should somebody go through the uh, uh, an ordeal like losing their jobs so what you need to do probably is you need to analyze uh, the next kind of job that you want and and so you have to understand and analyze the reason for which the layoff happened i mean in the sense that was it because of uh, like the downsizing was it because so reason could be uh, n number of them <clears throat> and then you have to just prepare yourself and start taking uh, uh, giving interviews uh, from here uh, the key point to know is that uh, you have to identify whether you need a skill upgrade or not because the expectations from the recruiters are a lot these days uh, and uh, fairly because it's a competitive world it, it's a it's a competition it, it, it's a job that you have to snatch 
uh, you know before somebody else uh, grabs it so so the more skilled you are so so pick pick an area pick a domain which is of interest to you get really good at it nail the concepts down become really skilled at it uh try to get some practical aspect of it uh, even if you don't know so uh, a couple of people ask me that you know i don't have an experience will i be able to excel in this field very well why not uh, uh, very much so uh, is just that you need an opening you need an entry so try to create an entry in an organization land land with the kind of job that you have identified which what you like what you are what you might be become good at so uh, look around uh, get get trained get skilled learn uh, keep learning continuously and and don't give up i guess uh, uh, this would be uh, i mean this would be my yes. advice yes and akshay just to help people understand if there is a real skill difference how how can they actually you know understand that thing so let's say you are going for job interviews right you are actually going for job interviews and you are trying to let's say you have gone to five interviews and you are not even able to clear one of them okay not because you were not able to you know uh, know or understand uh, you know what the interviewer was saying i mean there was a difference in between your answers and what they were asking right if it keeps on happening recursively then it means there's a short short skill gap okay that that's what akshay rightly mentioned so if you keep on you know running yourself across those scenarios it's time to think again okay whether you are you know hitting yourself against the wall or not because you are preparing a lot you have a past experience but let me clear one thing here your experience is constrained to your organization in which you were working the experience is not global experience that you have you were not working in a consulting firm you were working in an organization and any organization is limited in terms of its exposure to things in terms of its infrastructure in terms of its you know uh, a lot of limitations are there a lot of constraints are there you know akshay being a consultant you know akshay i i believe you would also not be able to you know 100% completely spread your arms across each and everything which is there in information security right that's so true you, that's true. yeah so i mean just think about it from an organizational standpoint it's very tough you know so try to understand that this is not something that is your fault but this is how it is designed this is how the structure is okay so if you actually want to upgrade your skills just go for it and think about some trainings plan some trainings if you want to you know know about that you know maybe get in touch with akshay he'll guide you better okay because he knows that so uh, amir kazimi is here okay he's asking are we planning any sessions for pam or iam privilege access management identity and access management yeah we can do that why not it's, yeah, it's a I mean, it's a good topic yeah yeah good we, cool. we could discuss here yeah, probably in upcoming sometime we could uh, throw some light on identity and access management right absolutely cool akshay thank you so much for your time i think uh, you know thank you so much it's a weekend i would not take a lot of time for, with you and uh, really appreciate you coming along and answering all these questions thank you so much for your time thank you thank you everyone Thanks. for joining thank you bye 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 bye